from the recent landmark decision affecting casual employment through to ongoing tech innovation, it's clear the recruitment industry is experiencing significant change. So, how do firms ensure that they are prepared for the future? I'm Hamish Coots and you're listening to Talent Talks, brought to you by SEEK. And we're coming to you with Talent Talks from the RCSA Conference 2018 from the Sunshine Coast. And another guest who needs no introduction, but I'll give him one, uh, has been kind enough to swing by and have a chat to me. Good afternoon, Ross Clenner. Hi, Hamish. What are some of the key discussion points that, um, that you've heard, um, whether or not be keynote speakers, but also in some of the discussions you know a lot of people in this industry? Um, what's on people's minds as you move around? What are they talking about? Well, I think the most recent decision with respect to Workpack and about the, uh, shall we say, reclassification of what was a casual employee to be a permanent employee and so that's sent some shutters through the industry particularly those companies that have big uh, contractor and casual workforces so what does that mean for the future i think the second one is the classic of where does technology fit yep and what human skills do we need to ensure that we are not just continuing to be relevant but are more relevant going forward uh, as an industry. And what's your personal viewpoint on, on, on that relevancy for a recruiter? How do you maintain and even build on that relevancy um, in the face of technology and, and AI and the range of different things that are starting to shape the landscape? Well the first step is to um, be curious, be interested, uh, understand what's going on around you, uh, attend conferences like this, listen to podcasts, read books, uh, make up your own mind about what's relevant by the influences that you've had from all of those areas. Don't just take one person's point of view. And I think that's one of the great things about this conference is there's many different points of view, whether they're at the front of the uh, room or whether they're with the people that you're talking to in the breaks. So you've got a really, really keen interest in, in supporting and helping to develop the, the smaller recruitment um, firms that are out there. What are some of the key challenges that those owners, business owners of smaller recruitment firms face at the moment? There's really one challenge and every other challenge sort of flows from that. Right. And that's the challenge of the owner balancing their time between working uh, in the business as the chief fee generator, business developer, leader of people and also working on the business so being the responsible business owner and looking after things like insurances and leases and making sure people are paid looking after the long-term health of their company coming to conferences like this mm. informing themselves about issues attending rcsa events so that that balance is always the biggest issue and everything flows from that do you have an idea of, of, of the balance i mean i don't want you to put it into a percentage etc but 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 perhaps it's a different um, scale depending upon, the, 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 I guess, the tenure of a business. Is that a fair comment? Uh, probably more so the number of employees, Hamish, more so than the tenure because, I mean, just to use a very simple example, if you've got two employees, then you're not going to spend a whole day with each employee every other day. Like, mm. that's not going to be a good use of your time. So you've got a bit more time to spend on the business, but at that point, you know, maybe those two employees aren't covering their costs, so maybe there's more pressure for you as the owner to be fee-generating. And when you get to, say, 12 people, uh, you really do need to be spending time with those people because you've invested in developing them, you don't want them being picked off by another agency, and yet what is going to help those people stay loyal 
is the growth of the agency. So they can have career opportunities, they can build their earnings, they have a platform to uh, potentially acquire equity, maybe, and that doesn't happen by accident. That happens because the owner dedicates time to think about the growth of the firm and what things they can do to help uh, attract and retain their best employees. You mentioned networking opportunities, and obviously as we as we sit here in a very busy exhibition hall, um, there's plenty of networking happening, but I, I wonder your, I'm interested in your point of view outside of these types of events um, for, for recruitment professionals to meet up, to share. Um, are you seeing an increase in that? Do you see enough of that? What's, where do you sit on that? I think it's increasing, Yeah, definitely. You have recruitment meetups, um, LinkedIn groups, although they're probably less prominent now than they've been. Um, WhatsApp groups, you've got networking groups like NPA Worldwide. So there are uh, more choices that recruiters have, but I still think there's room for plenty more. Let's talk a little bit about um, talent coming into the industry, and we're sort of, you know, we're sort of leading to this conversation as well at the moment. Um, I'm certainly interested. How would you describe the current conditions in the industry in terms of attracting the right people, and then a second part of the question: getting them to stay within the industry as well, because it's it's competitive industry. Well, I don't think it's any surprise to anyone that's been in the industry a while. It's as challenging now to attract people into the industry as it's ever been. Yep. Uh, we've got a couple of things going for us. I think certainly the strength of the economy is a very, very big plus. So the recruitment sector is doing very well financially. So that obviously creates a platform that means good salaries can be paid, good uh, bonuses and commissions can be offered to attract people. Firms are growing, which means there's career opportunities. But of course, the talent that we aspire to attract is also the talent that other industries and organisations aspire to attract. And of course, if you're a, a big, prominent, sexy brand, uh, you know, we don't have too many of those in the recruitment industry. We don't receive the prominence in the media that you know, the Facebooks of this world or Googles of this world or Ubers of this world attract. So you know, we're continually trying to sell the industry where many of the players in the industry are just not names that the common person in the street would recognise. In terms of attracting the right talent, if you were uh, out in market looking for a recruitment consultant to come into a business now, what are some of the key attributes that you, you'd want to have somebody that would make a, a successful recruitment consultant? What do you look for? Well, the, the number one to me, and it's undisputed in my eyes, um, is achievement drive. Like, it is a competitive industry. It's a binary job. In other words, you feel the job or you don't. Mm. Like, there's no halfway point. If you feel the job, you receive the whole fee. And if you don't feel the job, you get nothing. And it's got to hurt to not feel the job. And it's got to be thrilling to feel the job. Yep. And if that's what you get, and that's what I got, and that's how I stayed, because I played a lot of competitive cricket and I loved the thrill of winning and obviously disappointment in losing wasn't something that I wanted but it fueled my desire to win next time and so when I joined the recruitment sector 29 years ago I was uh, surprised and delighted to discover that that thrill I had in the cricket field could be replicated when I was working that I would win hopefully far more often than I would lose but the losses would give me the motivation to come back tomorrow and do better and win next time. So that, that to me is absolutely the number one. And if you do not have achievement drive, you can't 
have it trained into you. Like, you can't teach or coach a turkey to fly. Mm. It's like you've either got that or you haven't. And in terms of leaders in the recruitment industry, what are, um, what are some of the, you know, the key facets that you look in someone to be a successful leader within the recruitment industry? Well, to me, the most important thing is optimism. Yep. Like, it's easy to get disheartened or disappointed in recruitment because, of course, you're not going to win every time. And the most effective leader is the person who's grounded in their reality in terms of assessing what's going on with the client, with the job, with the candidate, with the team, um, but also very optimistic about, you know, we can do this, we can turn it around, we can fill the job, we can replace the job. Um, like that, that mindset is very, very important. And again, optimism is not something you can train into someone. Yeah. You know, people are either optimistic or they're not. And in my view, I've never seen a pessimist succeed in agency recruitment. And my father, who was a tax auditor, was a pessimist. And I just think that's the perfect job for yes. a pessimist yeah, yeah. <laughs> because everyone's got to be treating on, uh, cheating on their taxes. So it was great for my father, but that was never a job that I was going to do because I did a week's work experience as an accountant when I was 17. I got to the end of the week thinking, oh, my God, get me out of here. <laughs> like, this is not for me. But 17 is a good age to work out that that's not something you exactly, wanted to do. Exactly, Hamish, and that I was forever grateful for that week of work experience because I could have wasted a whole university degree doing accounting or commerce and then started a job and realised that I was never, ever going to be successful or enjoy it. Ross Clennett is a recruitment coach, an industry influencer and blogger. He joined me at the 2018 RCSA conference in Noosa. Successful recruitment agencies now, what does a healthy relationship look like with their client and how are, they, how are the really good ones adding value to their clients? Well, to me it's very simple. A healthy relationship is that the client will trust that agency exclusively with a vacancy because to me, no matter what the client says, the true measure of trust and strength of the relationship is they say to that agency, here, here is the vacancy and not just go and find me someone, but I'm interested in your professional view as to what I'm looking for. Am I looking for the right sort of person? Am I paying the right sort of money? Um, am I going to assess them and interview them in a way that's going to maximise the chance of finding the best person or not? And then whatever the recruiter says, they'll listen, not necessarily take it all on board, but have a respectful conversation so it then becomes a partnership in getting that job filled, not just a resume race with five other recruiters to see who can deliver the best-looking resumes. So I think, to me, that 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 is absolutely what every agency should be aspiring to in their client relationship. And do you see enough of that in market at the moment to, to, to think that the large majority of the industry understand that or do you think that there's still a little bit of a lag there? I think they understand it in theory. Yeah. I think the difficulty is walking away from any uh, opportunity. So in other words, if you pitch for exclusivity and you don't receive exclusivity, do you just say to the client, good luck, I'll call you in a fortnight and see how it's going? Or do you say, oh, okay, well, if uh, you're not going to give it to me exclusively, can I still have it and try and fill it? And I think the moment a recruiter does that, they're undermining their own credibility around the importance of exclusivity. And I think that's the area uh, we've been generally not good enough at 
as an industry? Technology, um, you know, there's obviously a range of things, whether it be artificial intelligence, um, with the role of technology communications generally, um, of course, is influencing every industry, um, but, but recruitment as well. And I'm interested um, where you sit upon that, you know, is it, is it friend or is it foe? Um, you know, where do you sit on that in terms of um, how is it adding benefit or do you see it as somewhat of a threat to the recruitment industry? I, I certainly don't see it as a threat. Um, you know, my friend and former boss, Greg Savage, has uh, beaten the drum on this topic many times and I concur, which is you want to use technology to help you in minimising or taking over those low value adding aspects of recruitment. So a very simple example would be sifting through resumes because when technology helps you do that, then it gives you more time to do the things that add more value, which is the influencing aspect of recruitment. And you know, I'm a big fan of recruitment technology to help recruiters uh, have more time to do the things that are more valuable and hopefully the things that the client finds more valuable. If you could uh, look into the crystal ball somewhat, what do you think, uh, if you go forward, one RCSA conference, what do you think we'll be talking about next year when we come here? I suspect what we'll be talking about will be the new Labor government at a federal level <laughs> and what they're doing or saying they will do in terms of the IR landscape. Yeah. Uh, I, I suspect that will be very much on the minds of delegates, particularly those who have large contractor uh, and casual workforces because um, the Labor opposition federally have already, I think, marked out their territory pretty clearly in that area using the insecure work line. And I think as an industry, that's something first that we need to be prepared for. I think it's going to happen. I'd be very surprised if the current government has returned. And so we've got to be ready. You know, at the moment the new government comes in, uh, we need to know how we're going to approach that have to build alliances with what is now the opposition and ensure that we're not seen as um, the foe, that we're part of the solution. And I think that's um, a very important part, I think, of what the discussion has been around here, actually being part of the solution and being on the front foot, not being reactive. Yeah. And obviously the RCSA, you would feel, have a large role to play in that, in that process. Well, I, I, I hope an increasingly larger role to play yeah. and certainly this is a conference where even after a day the sense of unity around the industry and how important it is that we um, organise ourselves to effectively represent ourselves like this is at a whole other level compared to other conferences that I've attended so that's really encouraging. That was Ross Klenner, recruitment coach and influencer at the 2018 RCSA conference.